0: Okay, so uh, my name's Steve Lee, it's uh, really great to be with you today. Um, If you're a visitor here, I know what it's like, you sort of come to church, you're not quite used to it, it's a bit like when you get invited to a wedding, and you think, I hope it's just like the evening do, not the church as well, and then you sit a little bit uncomfortable, you're not quite sure what's going to happen, okay, so uh, please be relaxed, you are among friends. Oh, tripped up. It's a trip hazard up here. What's going on here? Who's done the health and safety? So um, I've called this A Bath, A Bucket and a Bowl. I know it's not really a very kind of religious title. I did think about calling it Washed Away, but that's like a movie. Quite a good, quite a good movie. Uh, but I, I called it you know, A Bath, A Bucket and a Bowl. Now all will be revealed. Now these small swimming pools, like a, it's like a plunge pool, isn't it? If it was in a villa um, or an oversized bath. You get a lot of these in churches because baptism is a massive deal to us it really really is a massive deal because it's the moment when we go down into the water and an old life without God gets washed away and we rise out of the water and what it does is that it symbolizes this new life a new life with God In exchange for an old life without him. Because a lot of people go through this life believing in God. And then they suddenly realise that God believes in them. And that is when it all changes. So what we're going to see today is a powerful demonstration. Of really in a few seconds as someone goes down and up. That is going to symbolise literally what happened. When Jesus died and rose again, and when a Christian says yes to God, a person who says yes to God and becomes a Christian, and they do this, they're actually going through what Jesus went through. But here's the most important thing. It actually achieves what it symbolizes. So it's not just symbolic. It's not just a ceremony. It does something incredibly powerful to the person who is getting baptised. You see, we can be, our lives can be regenerated by the power of God. And I suddenly realised, I was about 20 at the time, I suddenly realised that 2,000 years before my worst mistake, or my most shameful secret, Jesus Christ died in my place. It is an immensely powerful thing. So let me add the bucket and the bowl to the bath. All will be revealed. Jesus is with his disciples. There's a three-year period where Jesus lives out in the open public. Reaching out to the poor and the broken. Telling stories or parables about the kingdom of heaven. And right in the middle of that process, Jesus does something pretty unusual. And actually, culturally, quite shocking also for the type of person that Jesus was and what he was seen to be. He got a bucket, or the Bible says a basin, which is kind of ruins my title, um, but I'm gonna, you'll, you'll get, you'll get what, what, what we're talking about when we read this passage, okay? This is in John's Gospel, chapter 13. Check this out. Jesus, this is, okay. He poured water into a basin or a bucket to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who's one of the disciples, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you will never wash my feet Jesus answered unless I wash you you have no part in me Peter's got a massive problem with this because he's saying Jesus I'll wash your feet don't you wash my feet now in those days the men used to wear kind of open-toed sandals okay Christian men do today but with socks Uh, It's like the uniform. (laughs) But we're talking dirty, dusty, hot, with a good sort of sprinkling of camel dung thrown in for good measure. You kind of get the message. We're talking stinky feet. And Peter can't get his head around why Jesus would want to do this. But you see, Christianity is unique from any other belief system in the world. Because this is about a God who searches for us. This is about a God who will take the step that we can't take in order to make the connection with us. And Jesus is demonstrating to his followers that he will go the extra mile for them. He will lower himself. I mean, just get your head around that. The Son of God stooping to that level in order to connect. Now, Jesus, of course, could have gone to Argos and got a 1499 foot spar. Probably wouldn't have got the message over in quite the same way, though, to be honest. You know? I, I get quite nervous with these foot spars. I mean, the health and safety of them. I mean, we've got a great health and safety system going on here. It looks a little bit like Little House on the Prairie. Um, how old am I? Picket fence. Jesus could have done that and got one of these things, but they're, they're quite, they seem quite dangerous. Essentially, it is a bucket, but you fill with water. And then you stand in and plug it into the mains. (laughs) It's sort of like the equivalent of running a bath, putting a bit of aromatic oil in it, and taking the toaster in with you for a nice long (laughs) breakfast. That's kind of what we're talking about. Tripped over again. Okay, so what about the bowl? Here's another really interesting story. We are now fast-forwarding to the point where Jesus is arrested. He's stitched up. He's thrown first before the Jewish authorities. And then because they have no authority to put him to death, he's stitched up with the Romans. The people who are opposed to Jesus have to convince the Romans that he is a threat politically, not just a religious threat. But you find this amazingly electric encounter between Jesus and the Roman governor, a guy called Pontius Pilate. Now, Pontius Pilate was the law in that place at that time. And you see this fascinating conversation going on between Pontius Pilate and Jesus. Pontius Pilate is getting seriously hot under the collar because he knows that Jesus is innocent. In fact, everybody who hadn't been poisoned with religious hatred knew that Jesus was innocent. But outside you can hear the lynch mob who are crying out for the blood of Jesus because they want this man taken off the street. Because he's causing trouble? No, not really. Because he is daring to tamper with their religious system. He is actually opening the door of heaven to ordinary people. And the religious people do not like that. This radicalised mob are crying out for Jesus. And Pontius Pilate has got a terrible task. This is what the Bible says. It's in Matthew's Gospel in chapter 27. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere. But that instead an uproar was starting. He took water. And washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. A powerful, powerful statement as Pontius Pilate tried to absolve himself of the responsibility of sending an innocent man to his death. What he didn't know though was this. That it was all part of the divine plan of God. That Jesus Christ would live a perfect, fabulous, unblemished life. And then would willingly lay it down for the sins of the world. This is the Christian gospel. This is the message. And this is what the people who are being baptised today have personally aligned themselves with. And even after all these years of proclaiming this great invitation, I'm still amazed that anybody would turn down this invitation. Why would you say no to this? Why would you say no to a father who has stopped at nothing to make a way for us to get reconnected with him? Why would anybody want to be separated from a God like that? It genuinely baffles me. After 35 years, it genuinely confuses me as to why anyone would say no. Now, I do understand that there are questions that are always there, which are difficult to reconcile. I understand that. We all know that. It's hard. But I'm a Christian today because of what I do understand and what I do believe, not the things that I can't understand. Because that is part of the human condition. It's part of our journey through this life. But we have questions that are hard to square. But the invitation, this great invitation from heaven, is as current today as it was when Jesus walked the streets 2,000 years ago. And maybe today you've heard that for the first time. Maybe you've heard it for the 45th time or the 1,000th time. But sometimes there is a moment when it connects. And it presents us with an opportunity to take a simple internal step towards God as both creator and father. Let me pray. Let's close our eyes, shall we, for a moment. If you want to take a step towards this God today, then I invite you to open up your heart and allow him to come close to you today. Make this prayer your prayer. My Father in heaven, thank you that you love me and you have a plan for my life. That you sent your son Jesus to live a perfect life and to die a death in my place. So the access route back to you could be opened. I choose to take that step today. In Jesus' name. Amen.